0: here walks across the dead ball line now sprints back for manly up he goes changes direction this is rugby league folks have a look at it links up with cherry evans it's still on for manly away from hess kicks in field look who's there tom Tra- i'm the big chase there my
1: goodness Hello and welcome
0: to the SC Playbook podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. Big, big show today, episode three of our pre-season podcast here at SC Playbook NRL. My first guest for the day, is the bloke that we unveiled two weeks ago for the first time after gaining a long-term following at SC Playbook. And essentially, he's just turned his phone off, screened all my calls. I can't get a hold of him uh he's been off partying god knows where i don't know if he's gone on a two-week sojourn to europe with maddie ryan to watch him but i don't know what he's doing but he reckons he can't go down the street without getting recognized now it's the super coach spy spy what's what's doing
1: Timmy williams i don't know about all that but it's been a good few weeks um <clears throat> i've been a busy man look i've got things happening in life so apologies about the screening of the calls but just leave me a voicemail mate i will get back to you um mm. what's been happening um well, actually, i do have a bit of a story for you I've oh, been doing um, obviously a bit of team preparation And my wife woke me up last night Apparently I was muttering in my sleep Which probably isn't unusual She goes, Spy, Spy Babe <laughs> Obviously Spy being my real name She goes, you're, um, you're talking about Sammy Walker in your sleep That wasn't the weird part, that's pretty normal She goes, you're also <laughs> talking about saying Nico, Cleary, don't know what to do I'm like, well actually... That was my actual thoughts process, babe. So thanks for letting me know. I've got to get back to sleep and think about it some more. I think we'll touch on that today.
0: Oh, you unique man spy. We are absolutely going to touch on that today. Our major topic of the day will be the anti-potting of Nico Hines and or Nathan Clear You're a madman spy. We'll get to that shortly. Also with us a bloke who I've been consoling for the last hour and a half off the back of the news that Saliva Havili has gone down injured and won't be available for the first half of the season for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, it's their biggest fan, Maddie the Waterboy, Maddie. You Timmy, all right,
2: mate? you're lucky I'm even I'm even here today. We're I, very lucky. I, I heard about this when I was walking here, and it took all of my power to not turn around, and go home, and, and start crying. Like in all seriousness, he he was when he even missed out on the games last year, like from a footballing perspective, he was. He was a big loss. He's really important to South.
0: So um, yeah, it's not it's not good news. We'll get to the super coach implications of it shortly, Maddie, but two things sprung to mind when I saw Havili gone down. It's gone wow, he had a big role at the South Sydney Rabbitohs because obviously it revolves around damien Cook and that bench rotation, that the makeup of the bench. But how important is a Jewel, I shouldn't say Jewel in NRL terms is a hooker slash middle forward who can slot in and be that cover at number nine, but also play in that bench rotation, like Sleeper Havili, Mitch Kenny to some of these sides.
2: Yeah, it's it's becoming like a more and more the trend. Either you got a 14 out and out utility Mm. or like that, and that primarily, that depends on if your hooker goes 80. If your hooker doesn't go 80, then those big forwards who can jump in at nine suddenly become so important. And for the Rabbitohs, like, Havili if you're not if you're not watching the game like razor sharp, you might not even know Havili played for South Lassie. He played twenty three games, <laughs> but missed the fucking most important game, the pre-leave. and <laughs> it it turned out to be very costly and, and, and you're right, now we're suddenly left with a headache of th- we don't have another player like that. Nah. And as as you say, a lot a lot of teams do and it's really good for them. Um it's it's interesting to see how teams are going either you go on the 14 the like out and out utility or the big forward so yeah
0: that's it the bunnies now it's you know do they run with peter mamazoulos on the bench do they (coughs) run with blake Taff and have uh, damien cook playing 80 week in week out in a 27 round comp plus uh other rep honors finals all sorts of things we'll get to that a little bit later on today's show the first major topic of the (coughs) podcast anti-potting in the halves The big question on everyone's lips they see this money being freed up if they don't start with the most expensive player in the game active pappy's out uh nico hines at over 900k creeping into it uh spy we get to it shortly and and when you sort of mentioned this topic i was thinking you're anti-potting nico no no you're looking at anti-potting nathan cleary we'll get to that shortly uh we will also be touching on our next four team previews the storm broncos Rabbitohs, and titans today before wrapping up with a few listener questions guys the SC Playbook Unlimited Group Code in 2023. Jump in and take on our contributors this season. The code is 845051. Big, big prize announcements coming, likely next week, which I think are going to get people very, very excited, blowing away what we've done the last couple of seasons uh, for major, the major prize for our subscribers, minor prize for non-subscribers, plenty to go around. In 2023, we are live on YouTube, which you'll obviously know if you're watching us there right now. Subscribe to our channel, like the video, all that good stuff. Bloke in a Bar clips will be going up onto that channel. Clips from beers and break even with the rugby league guru. Also, we're on TikTok. Go and follow us there. Stacks of content is up at scplaybook.com.au, including my predicted teams for NRL round one. Uh, Spy, let's get stuck into it, mate. Anti-potting in the halves. Now, I'm going to read out a few ownership numbers so far. We've got Nathan Cleary at 56%. I think if you went uh, among the more experienced uh, veteran supercoach players, that number would be substantially higher. Nico Hines who I was thinking, if I had to guess, I would have said 40 to 45% is surprisingly down at 22%. So when I was thinking antipod, I saw those numbers on like, oh, Nico uh, not owned by four fifths of SuperCoach is pretty good. So where are people going if they're not starting with Nico, uh, Nico or Nathan Cleary? Isaiah Katoa, who barring a freak trial performance, is not going to be in round one. He's at 24%, actually more than Nico Hines. As that stands, that's a trap and probably should be out of your team. <laughs> Tanner Boyd at 16%. Sammy Walker at 8%. Lachlan Ilias at seventy seven point five percent Dreaming. Jackson <laughs> Hastings, 6.5%. The bloke, if I wasn't going with Cleary or Nico, and I may not, Sammy Walker would probably be number one. He's all the way down at 8%. Jerome Hughes is at 4%, which surprised me <clears> quite a bit, especially some decent stats without Pappy in the team. Let's fire away, mate. Um, no need to dilly-dally. You've got Nathan Cleary out of your team in round one.
1: Here's the latest update. I was sitting there last night. This is, this is probably a truer story than what I last told you. I sit with the side and I put Nico in and I put Cleary in. Nico back in, Cleary in. That's basically my decision. Here's my logic. <clears throat> I'm definitely aiming – I'm probably more than aiming. I'm definitely going to own Cleary and Nico Hines by round four. That's post-Penrith buy. I've had Cleary in the whole preseason. I didn't even really think twice about it until last Mm. night. The logic basically is Nico Hines I'm a little bit – I wouldn't say I'm concerned about, but I think there's an opportunity to make some cash. If he can lose 50 to 100k and he can pick up maybe 100k on Sammy Walker, there's an opportunity to do that potentially. It's really hard to say. Uh, He does have a pretty good run. In rounds four and five, it's Saints and the Warriors. First three rounds: Rabbitohs, <clears throat> Eels, Raiders. Tough going. Tough, tough start. Two easier games, then a bye. So the absolute bold, bold play is to aim for Nico in round seven. I've written down some pros and cons. Cons are those toughish first three games potentially. The other one is how do teams adapt his adapt to the Shark style of play in Nico based on last year. Obviously, coaches and teams do their research
0: that one's very high on my oh, yep. list spy because yeah. we see with these gun particularly halves over the years i've mentioned this on another podcast somewhere but they do get worked out after a year. like nico came in essentially with most of his time in the nrl spent at fullback he now shifts into the half, shifting in the halves yeah. last season i should say it's an unknown yep. particularly nico who scatters himself and roams across the field quite a unique halfback so so many touches you know, he doesn't really sit on... He plays right-edge dominant, but he swings to both sides of the field. But in time, they get worked out. Now, the champion halves, they find ways around the opposition coaches' plan to shut them down. And one great one that came to mind was Blake Austin at the Raiders, who for years was <laughs> dominant there, got uh, dalian m 5 of the year at one point that big booming right foot step of Ostos, and then the next couple of seasons they sort of worked out that, that was a large part of his game and learnt to shut him down. And he's not alone. It happens to, to a lot of halves yeah. and that's one area of concern as you touched on with Nico Hines.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. And maybe he's good enough to come straight out and keep dominating. Maybe it takes him a couple of months. We just don't know that. So that's a that's a note. I'm also thinking that at top dollar, um, slightly unproven given, he, given his youth and, and newness to the position that it's probably going to be a little bit tougher to score against sides in general early mm-hmm. in the season. Just defenses are fired up. You want to start the year well. Um, potentially some new combinations or rusty combinations. Scoring
0: always starts slow. It's Super got to be games. slower in the back NRL end. NRL and scoop. So if you're
1: paying top top dollar, there's a slight concern there. Whereas if you're paying less for someone, there's a bit less
0: pressure on. Um, and we talked about it before he potentially then loses money. He has um, to average, as you said, the scoring will be low early on. Has to average eighty six. Yeah,
1: and that's the whole value. When you look at value, people say, oh, you can't start without Nico. I'm like, well, he actually has to score 86 plus mm. to make it a worthwhile investment. If he scored 80, you're fine. It's not going to hurt you too much, but he's got to do really, really bloody well. Um, on the pros side, he could come out and start well. Then he's got rounds four and five that are juicy, um, and he could actually go up in cash if he plays well. That's what owners will be hoping. He is a bit of a pod now, which is huge. Mm. Uh, so I think that that actually adds merit to maybe owning him. But here's, here's my basically around the buys, which we haven't spoken about much because they're new but i wanted to start cleary right i go okay i go cleary i'll put in sammy walker because i'm pretty i really want to start with sammy for those first three rounds see how he goes hopefully bank those points and then make a move after
0: that um, upgrade sammy to whoever you don't start yeah, with round four buy sammy walker it fits in beautifully that you might- realize round four it does fit in beautifully <laughs> and you'll get to this very shortly but whoever you don't start with only has one price drop and sammy walker only gets one price rise by that point it's not much I know, but it could be 50 and 50. It could be 100k. What we'll do there, if I don't start
1: with Nico, I hope he's not scoring real well, real well and his break even still about 200 or 160. You hold off. Then i just hold off. I'll take that pun on those two weeks. Um, or do you start with Nico because he gets three games in the first three r- rounds and Cleary gets two. That's where the question mark around mm. Cleary comes in. Like that's potentially a lot of points. So that's where I'm stuck at. Talk to me about that. What are your thoughts around that? I think what you have to
0: assume is, is as you said, that both of them start well. Let's say both of them start well and they both match their average, Cleary and Nico Hines. Exactly as you said, you have to have a plan in place from the get-go to have them in your team by, say, what, round four, five, six, whatever that might be. Any later, if they do hit their straps, you could be left behind very quickly. Yep. The dream result is that the one you don't start with start slowly and then as you said you can wait until round seven or eight and You know, they plummet in cash to 250k <coughs> Sammy Walker's firing you bank his points uh, and then it's a, a trade-off both at 700k and, and they meet in the middle yeah, um, But whatever your plan is for people out there with its Nico sitting whether it's Nathan Cleary sitting I think you have to assume that you're getting them in you want to have them both in by around four or five and if it's later well, then you've come out good because it means one from start
1: slow. You've gone well. And it actually ro- rolls straight into another theory I've been working on. It's around mid ranges especially in the back row. Uh, there's a lot of mid-range potentials in the forwards this year. We just don't know who's going to start well though. So what I'm doing is exactly this. I'm starting with three gun back rowers, mm. uh, Sean Lane, for feeder and Crichton. The plan is, Crichton's also got a round four by, but he's he's probably a hold, but we'll get to that at that point in time one of those blokes whoever's performing the worst of those three will go down to the mid-ranger that's proving himself early in the competition so you're not stuck with three dud mid-rangers there'll be one there somewhere as you said yep there'll be one there and then that'll give me about 250k to go straight from sammy walker to hines slash cleary it's locked in pretty simply and the worst case scenario there is is if i have the headache that all my back rollers are killing it in which case That's not a bad spot to be in. And I'll just have to make a pick on who I'm going to drop at that stage. But it means I'll I'll start it pretty hot. So that's basically what I'm thinking at the moment. The answer to Cleary versus Nico, I'm no closer to deciding, but Cleary's in my side at the moment, just on pedigree. I feel like I trust him to come out and go 120, 120 before the buy more than I do Nico. So I think that's why I'll start Cleary.
0: Yeah. And. like there's not a chance i'm not starting without cleary um you gotta be careful with what you say here because you just know in two weeks will be out of your side because you'll have seen some new strategy in the early stage of the season and some some knobs just going to clip it up and put on social and you look like a pelican (laughs) but i just can't i don't think i've got it in me to start without nathan cleary uh their draw to start the season also difficult so brisbane round one in penrith all right i like that game for him bunnies by parramatta Raiders. So, in fact, extremely similar to the Sharks. Isn't it's they? very similar, but who do you trust more? I trust Cleary? Cleary. I don't really Nathan, care who he's playing. Not a, like, yeah. Oh, watching Nathan Cleary as a non-owner. Um, as I said, what, what's he? He's coming off an eighty-point average last season. You know, I can definitely see him improving. The other thing with Cleary, and I don't want to go on about it too much because I'd be repeating myself, but. Just, I do think with no kick out there this year on the left edge at Penrith, uh, Brian Toto out on the right wing for Penrith, at least when Taylor May's out. I just think the right edge are going to see a lot more ball this year. No happy chorus out means I think Mitch Kenny, Sonny Luke, they're just going to be dishing a lot of early ball. I know, I think the right edge will see a lot more attacking ball than they have in previous years. So Nathan Cleary's in for me. I am very much considering anti-potting Nico Hines. I'll be honest, when I saw 22% ownership, I thought, whoa that was swaying me towards sticking with mm. him of course cheapies okay. will tell the tale of whether we can start with both but if i'm dodging one it's it's definitely nico over nathan cleary
1: yeah i agree um just on that just numbers wise as well it's not as if that round three buy for cleary you get a zero you get a bench player who's hopefully if you've got a little bit of depth there could yep. get you 40 or 50. exactly so it's not like you're copying a zero it's three games of nico versus two of cleary plus hopefully a 50. Um, I'm happy to take Cleary. Like, right now, I'm happy to do it. Uh, Nico's probably out of my side.
0: And put it this way Cleary, you know, there's every chance he's starting the season 80 80 80. Nico. I would not be shocked if he came out and went 50-50-50 early on against fully fit, gun sides, lower scoring. <coughs> Might throw a bit of rain in the mix. Actually, that's, uh, that doesn't work for Nico, does it? He triples his score in the he loves it. He loves Just it. Just
1: ask Clementine Casty about that one. No, I think I actually think Nico comes out and averages at least 60 or 70, but that would be awesome. Sweet. He's got well, it is a heap of catch, yep. if that's the case. And he's got potential for more. We know he does, but as we know, and we say it a lot, you can't have everybody. It's not possible.
0: Spy... We'll touch on it. So yeah, so sorry, it'll be Sammy Walker if you do go past the two of them. Yeah, I don't one mind Jerome and a few of them,
1: but Sammy's Sammy, the middle. I just love Sammy, he's goal kicking. That's Especially the big Especially
0: if it's a short term play where you're happy to not have him for a few rounds, which yep. is that the Roosters start the season against the Dolphins and then the Warriors in Sydney. Yeah. So his goal kicking. If it's a short term plan, bang. Sweet. And I love him. <laughs> Guys, NRL. SC Playbook subscription package, $40 for the entire season. Our full package, $50 for the NRL, AFL, BBL content. Jump over and follow SC Playbook AFL on all the social channels. Their podcast is now on a separate channel to the SC Playbook NRL. A few people were a little bit confused by going up and getting annoyed, so i have made the own, their own channel for SC Playbook AFL. That is up and running and killing it. Uh, what does it get you? Access to additional premium articles every single week on our website. Access to our subscriber only WhatsApp groups, two chats, there, contributors only we give feedback talk to you answer your questions i do a QA with subscribers every single week uh, access to our major unlimited group prize plenty plenty more so head to scplaybook.com.au uh, and head to our menu subscribe in the tab there uh, and go from there if you're interested spy let's get into the first of our previews and it is the melbourne storm who have a pretty nice little start to the season my starting 17 for them i have meanie at fullback, Jennings and Coates on the wings, Olam and Smith at centres, Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes in the halves, Christian Welch and Nelson Asofa-Solomona in the front row, Josh King at lock, back rows of Trent Loyero and Tarek Sims, Harry Grant at nine, bench of Tyron Wishart, Tui Kamikamitha, Tom Eisenhuth and Jack Howarth. Most of the team picks itself, those edge back rowers, there is a multitude of players who could start there come round one. Their first five rounds of the season, Eels away, Bulldogs at home, Titans away, Tigers at home. Draw, strength of schedule to me, quick one put together. One being the toughest, ten being the easiest. I've got them at a six out of ten. So a pretty solid start to the season once they get through that Eels round one. Uh, mate, let's get stuck into the key players here. Harry Grant, 816k. I believe you're as keen on him as I am.
1: I just need a moment. I've just seen a photo of Pappy holding his knee. <laughs> a second. Okay, I'm back Composed, um, son <laughs> I'm composed Harry Grant mm. Is not in my side oh. Which means I don't have Nico And I don't have Harry
0: You could have the most uh, If you're not starting with those two That means our squad balance Is going to be completely different Totally different, yeah Well, I said I'm, I'm stacking my back row to start And the reason you I don't you've have You've got Harry, your wits about you So you normally follow me uh, Most seasons coming in But you've got to As I said Ever since that head reveal You've got this extra confidence You're starting to back <laughs> yourself And Got to back
1: yourself. No, Harry. So my logic around that is I've, I've had him in, but I realized I can't get Cleary and Nico round four, mm. at the side I want around them, if I, if I start with Harry. So okay. I'm just simply not, I'm sacking that back row. Um, I've got Valentine in my standards at the moment with his hot starts. So I think the core of my side still probably reasonably similar to but there's just those little differences, which, which is good this year. Reasons around Harry, um, put quite simply, is, and you've mentioned it before, how's the go for going to be for Melbourne? He might have to tackle a lot more than he normally does, which wears him out. It happened a, a lot in the back half of last year. My question is, can he sustain that average and can we pick him up a fair bit cheaper? I, I just prefer to have those, those two gun halves in my side earlier in the season as a target and, and basically get Harry later. I love Harry. He's one of my favourite players and he could come out hot. Of course he could. Uh, but with the balance I want in my side and the money we need to use... I've just got a few concerns around just his attacking output um, and how he's going to go there to start the season.
0: Mm. The first seven games last season he averaged 95 points the last five games last season he averaged 81 points in and around state of origin he had obviously games with lesser minutes uh, probably managed himself a little bit through that time so the two games prior to origin one last year and the two games after origin one and all in between he averaged 57 points so i just think I just think he's leaps and bounds above any other hooker in Supercoach. Damien Cook was outstanding last year. Again, we'll get to him shortly. So, uh, But I at this stage, I've got room in my side. As it stands, I've got Harry Grant, Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. Uh, you know Whether or not I can do that and have two gun 5.8s as well, again, penning the cheapies, but Nico's, Nico might be the one that has to go, which is going to hurt me a little bit.
1: Yeah, my key decision was actually going to be Nico versus Harry. A lot of people are having that decision. Yeah, and I decided come round sort of 4-5, Nico scares me a little bit more than Harry on that 150-160 game. Um, And I think you can't take into account too much Harry's scores in those first 10 rounds last year. Melbourne utterly obliterated everybody. Uh, Things will get harder this year. As I said, I still think he'll be really good and it wouldn't shock me if he's up around his average. Mm. I just think he's the least likely of a
0: few of those guns to maybe go above his average, which is what we're chasing. So you're saying yeah. that you currently don't have Harry or Nico. If you had to, if you did have to start with one, and you still may, it'd be Nico because of his ceiling, essentially.
1: Yep, and just his all-round role with, like, he runs a lot, he tackles, offloads, goal kicks. I'd just prefer that rather than Harry, who's maybe a little bit relying on mm. a try, a try assist. Uh, and if it's a if it's a tough game where he's doing a lot of work and Melbourne aren't on top, maybe he struggles a little <clears throat> bit more potentially.
0: But there's not much in him. Let's be honest cam munster last season in the final eight games of the year averaged 80 points without ryan pappenhausen sort of not too too far off his average uh and that was also in that sort of dual fullback 5-8 role this season we do expect him to be playing 5'8, nick meaney at fullback 848k uh, could you justify forking that much out for cam munster
1: definitely not um he's another bike that he maybe gets up somewhere towards his average but he'd have to start really well same question marks around melbourne how well they start um, I just he's going to have to be very, very good to outdo that average mm. uh, with his current side and a really good target for as the, as the year goes on. We certainly want him in our sides, but I'd see how everything opens up for Melbourne to start with.
0: We just had a conversation about going against anti-potting in the halves, the two big dogs. Well, Jerome Hughes is has to be an option for anyone doing that at 721K. Maybe people are, are littered with roosters players and they're thinking Sammy Walker, they can't afford a fourth or a fifth for that round four buy. Jerome Hughes, his stats without Ryan Pappenhausen, pretty good. He averaged 73 in five games without him late last season, not including there was an injured game against the Titans. 2021, though, without Pappy, averaged 86 points in 10 games. Uh, Anomaly of a year, record (laughs) scores, so possibly inflated. Nonetheless, reads pretty well. Uh, Jerome Hughes must be tempting if you're going against one of the big boys. It is. Um, Good let's draw go. to start. Twenty twenty one definitely
1: inflated. Not maybe. Definitely eighty six. Definitely inflated. Seventy three last year. So maybe you can average in the seventies without Pappy. He certainly takes on the more point. Is, well. The
0: point is, I suppose, yep. he averaged well above his season average that year without Pappy.
1: Yeah, for sure. It certainly suits him. Um, I think if I'm going to spend seven twenty k, you're probably not that far off getting Nico slash Cleary anyway. I'd probably just rather go mm. straight to them. Getting Hughes isn't going to help your side dramatically. Um, whereas, although what's Sammy Walker at? He's a, I think he's a fair bit cheaper than he's about two hundred six hundred maybe. Yeah, so that's a fair bit extra coin. But yeah, I I don't think I could start with him. It's it's a pod play if you want to do it.
0: Wouldn't say I'm against it, but it's it's not for me. Yeah, six twenty four k Sammy Walker. Uh, I'm a little bit the same. I I, I think yeah, a hundred th-
1: k more, a hundred k less for Sammy. Mm. I'll start with him. Yeah, with more those, chance to make money. as those well There's
0: two beautiful games. Yeah i can make a case for nick meaney in the mid-range tier at 643k at center i don't think i'm going to do it mainly because firstly if melbourne's pack do start slow and they don't get this go forward it could see a number of players impacted in the side so if they do start slow you don't have too many of them uh 643k so in 11 games at fullback last year he averaged 66 in that, he had that dual role with Care Munster for a lot of it. So, I think solely at fullback, he will score much better. Yep. He's priced on a 61-point average last season. Goal kicking with a pretty soft draw for... Look, it's the Melbourne Storm. when we like They're going to be gone. They might not be top two, but they're still going to be very good. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? And this is... You wouldn't pick him at fullback, but available at CT Dub, there is upside there.
1: Yeah, I'm not against it. <clears throat> I think... He's probably very reliable His work rate would be good He goal kicks Good side He could just be a nice Plug and play To start the season be not, very low ownership yeah, You won't be too nervous About watching him probably uh, He hangs around He tends to play the full 80 Like even last year He had a couple of late Line breaks in games Where he just stays on the ball mm. Which is what you want So yeah I'm not against it he's not No on one fly out of the blocks They love a hot start So yeah I'm not against meanie. I think he could be a nice Nice
0: plug in to start the
1: year If you Chris, want to go that way
0: Christian Welch could he be the answer to our mid-range front row crisis? The, the golden spot we want – weirdly golden spot we want to nail every season. Said 464K. He's priced on a 44-point average. The season before – that was due to injury. He played one game, I think, last year. Average yep. Averaged 59 points per game in 2021. We touched on him a couple of weeks back on the podcast. We want to see him offloading in the trials. Is he on your side at the moment? Bloody oath he Of course he is. He is. <laughs> um,
1: I think – I had a look – I think he'll average at least 50. I'm speculating on minutes, I don't know. Maybe the ACL hurts him more than I think, but he's a forward. He He also happened round one last year. He's had a lot of time. And he's a forward, so he's not relying on speed as such. (laughs) They're so so
0: light on in the pack. They need him.
1: I don't know how good his match fitness might be, but you know he'll have his body ready. So, um, yeah, I love him. 50 at least, which would be a fine result. Not amazing, but okay. And if you get up towards that 55-60,
0: you're cheering. He's playing trial one. Hopefully playing in trial game number two as well. Get that match finished up. Hopefully that's the plan behind that. And we should get ample opportunity to assess him. And as I said, if he's offloading. Remus Smith at 316k. Priced on a 30-point average. Last season, he scored one try and assisted one try across something like 10 games for this Melbourne Storm side that fired early on. He averaged 51 points in 2021. You know, one side of him says, oh, geez, is there alarm bells that he's not scoring points for a gun side when they were doing well? The other one is like, there has to be more mm. tries and assists and attacking points in him this season. And of all those cheapies we've looked at, particularly at the Dub spot, he's got to be the most locked in, doesn't
1: he? He's a hard no for me. Yeah, I just, right. That 51 in 2021, what a crazy year that was. I think his other three years he's averaged in the 30s every year. So is he going to suddenly average more? I don't know. I'd just rather take someone like, I'd rather a Hayes Dunster playing fullback who has raw potential and could average that 50 or 60 that Mm. we don't know about if I'm going to take a pun on one of them. I'm a bit similar as my back row. I'm going to try to start a couple of decent centres and maybe some blokes who I trust based on past results a little bit more. But yeah, previous previous scores for Remus, I'm just not sure. I just think he might be that bloke where you go, yeah, he's going okay, he's not Mm. doing much for me um i'm not about him to start yeah the
0: i've got him in my side at the moment i think he's cheap i said job security's good he <clears> doesn't have to do much if he can fall over the line a couple of times for the storm they haven't lost in round one since about world war ii so like <laughs> he won't hurt you yeah, That's, like, worst case he doesn't hurt yeah. you best case he does jug some tries he does increase his base the only oh, reason like-
1: i'd end up with him is if we get to round one and there's just no options and like i just need someone to average me at least 35 mm. then maybe
0: i'll get him but i'm trying to avoid put it like that mm. uh and then the back row options jack howarth Trentley uh, trent aero elias katoa there's about six or seven <coughs> i could rattle off that could start round one on the edge so just a big watch on them
1: especially Arrow is pretty good player from what i've seen mm. um i had a look at his numbers he had a couple of 80-minute games i believe in yep. the past where he went all right so he's a he's a good watch i've got a little smoky for you and i don't think it's going to happen but they played big nelson to suffer solomon on an edge a couple of times yeah, like last year if you yeah. happened to play on an edge i'd love to own him
0: i don't think good call but I need
1: him in the middle, don't they? I? I
0: think they need him in the middle. Uh, I don't think they have the middlemen this year, and they do have edge back rollers. Granted, there's no one yeah. that stands out. Maybe just an issue one if he happens to be named at eleven or twelve. But even some bigger minutes in the middle because they're light on. Potentially, yeah, Just one to watch. South Sydney Rabbitohs, one seventeen. The Mitchell, Isaac, Thompson, and Alex Johnston on the wings. Isaiah Tass, Campbell Graham at center, Cody Walker and Lockie Elias in the halves. Tommy Burgess, Tavita to Tautola to up front ken murray at lock edgeback rollers keon coloma Matangi, and jai arrow damian cook at nine bench i'll have to update this saliva Havili gone mm. Hame Sele, davy moali jacob host maddie i'll throw to you mate how does uh i rattled that off pretty quickly but how does the <laughs> how does the bunnies 17 sound and let's talk about firstly with that 17 what happens with the S- saliva Havili impact because does Peter Mamazzulos come in is it Blake Taff what does this mean for Damien Cook's minutes
2: I feel like first of all I'm not, the only one I might change I don't it works last year that Tommy Burger just come off the bench I, I reckon Sele might start this year that's just my opinion mm. but that, that that's not really relevant they'll both play yeah um
0: so who are the who was the other bench you got host he's locked in you got Mo ali selle Burgess. Yeah. So then it's just that Sleeve Havili at fourteen. Who gets the utility role? How do they go about that? Fuck because man. I don't see who else can cover Cook in that team. Like, you know, you could slot Cam Murray in at hook if you needed to, but God, you don't want to be doing that because you no. waste. Um, I, I don't really know. Like, could you put Blake Taff in there if you really needed to? He's just very small defensively.
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't. I don't think we, any of us have seen him. Kind of. <laughs> play that role um you'd almost just go safe and go members won't yeah like just to just to start the year i don't i don't know i'm a little bit torn or to do you honest. back
0: cook just to go 80. and then if he gets injured you have some sort of backup plan that's not a recognized number nine well that's
1: when murray goes in mid-match if there's an injury if to cook, cook goes off yeah like and then, Cook's durable so. yeah because then
2: you just put gyro at 13 and or one of those guys in the middle
0: maybe that's the play
2: yeah so maybe they'll put taff because Taft just covers so many positions. Yeah. Like, you can't just be looking at – like, to be fair, even if Cody – go, like, say Cody goes down, then they're still kind of screwed. Like, there's not many players in that team uh, versatile, like, in different positions. So –
0: There's there's really not, is there? And that's, no. that's a good point you make because let's say I do go Mamazoulos and then one of the halves goes down. Yeah, you could put Mamazoulos in the halves, but – you know, that's not ideal, is it either? No, so it's not ideal. You're, you're short it's, somewhere.
2: Yeah, so you, you're not, it's probably, if you put in Mamazolis just to cover Cork, it's probably, it's it's a sideways move mm. compared to if you put Taff in there. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon stick with Taff. Um, it's such a shame if Illi's out till May. It's it's so annoying. Um, yeah, I'd probably st- p- go Taff at 14, then yeah, my bench would be Jacob Host, Tommy Burgess slash Sele, and, yeah, I think you're right. David Moali, I reckon we'll see more of him this year. He's um he's pretty cheap,
0: Moali. Now, Maddie Isaac Thompson is 336K to start the season. There's obviously uh, Tane Milne is out for just round one, yeah? Just round one. Just round one. So that makes it a little bit tough there. So Thompson at 336 and then Isaiah Tass, uh, another one there to start the season. I suppose, firstly... Round two, Tane Milne comes back. I was at Tass at 567K. Who do you reckon? Does Milne come back into the back line or not? Uh, I would be guessing. I, I Personally, I want to see
2: Thompson, but I, I keep forgetting this as well. He's only played two games. Yeah. It's, just, it's just because it'd be good to have a big winger back there. I know Tane's pretty big as well, but Thompson's just a fucking big motherfucker. Mm. Um, I'd be leaning to Thompson, but I'm honestly guessing like it's it's just no guarantee i have no idea how the coach is thinking i don't think anyone really does to be honest and what you're
0: saying is you you'd be struggling to start with thompson like there's there's not a lot of confidence that he holds that spot round two
2: no it would be an absolute it is to me it is an absolute coin toss Mm. tas obviously he's locked in he's got left center locked up um but yeah it'd be it'd be very very interesting if Tane was available round one, who'd they'd pick? Maybe they'll just stick with Thompson because he's, you know, he gets to play round one. But fuck, that's that means fuck all. Like I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe they can get a uh, big Tane Milner's just <coughs> that hooking cover. Get him, get big time at hooker. He can play most other positions. So. I heard his left
1: yeah. to right's a bit poor, but he can uh, work on it. Oh,
0: uh, uh, spy. Let's start at the top with none other than Latrell Mitchell. Uh, big trell at 889k. Now the big argument here is obviously Teddy and Turbo are pretty popular fullback starting combination. I believe you have the same at this stage. Latrell Mitchell with the South Sydney's draw to start the year, they go Cronulla, Penrith, Roosters, Manly, Storm, which is just that is such a tough first five rounds of the season. Hard to go Latrell Mitchell on at that price for round one with that draw. On the flip side. He destroyed the exact same calibre of teams back in last year and my side's still reeling from it
1: Yeah, um, the draw doesn't phase me too much with Trell yeah. He's just too good, he's too big, he's too strong, powerful, they score points, he'll kick goals If, put it like this, if Tommy Turbo wasn't available Say, God forbid, is his hammy or something All of a sudden we have a massive decision to make for that mm. second fullback role I'd probably find a spot full of Trell uh, I'd love someone like maybe a drink water, but that extra goal kicking, he's a he's a gun of guns. I'd I'd be happy to own him to be honest. But with Tommy there, hoping he's healthy, um, it's hard not to have Tommy just given the price difference. Won't we'll
0: It is. It um, is. I suppose going down the rest of the team, it's a little <coughs> bit hard because, like I could absolutely make a case for Cody Walker. If it wasn't for the draw, if there were some softer yeah. games, but I can't go near him with that draw. I
1: expect probably a bounce back year from him as well. He was Definitely. Sort of, he wasn't his best last year. He'll know it. Uh, I, th- I think he will have a pretty good season. He could be a prime target as a little pod 5-8 as the year goes on. Um, I should mention, you we were chatting before, but Isaac Thompson, he's currently in my side. Am I going to take a massive punt that he holds his spot? Because if he does could be a huge play because I'm going to I trust him far more than any other of those any other of those cheaper centers. Mm. Um, hopefully the big work rate in the base we talked about the running game before he'll have to do plenty of carries, he plays outside the trail. I'm pretty tempted
0: just to have a flyer on him and see what happens. Yeah, again draw concerns me a little bit, but it's a damn good side the Bunnies are throwing out there and we know they've got a lot of points in them. So yeah, I don't mind it at all. Not in my team as it stands, but if the cheapy scene is slim early on, particularly at CT Dub, I can see myself starting with mm. him. Certainly more upside than someone like Remus Smith that I've got in my team. I, I fully understand yep. that, but I'm happy to go with the draws early on. Cameron Murray at 749 second row forward. Oh, how I'd like to start with him in my team. I, I just – I don't probably see him as a value proposition early, and he's probably priced at pretty close to his peak. Yeah, you probably know about what you get with cam and it's about that ah gee. ceiling is excellent like we know he's he's got big tons not big tons but 100 plus scores in him yeah he's a gun mm.
1: uh but yeah i'm
0: I haven't really thought
1: about starting. He's just maybe... If it was 70k cheaper, yep. he'd come into consideration a lot more, but he's just a bit too expensive for me to start with.
0: Average 71, 70 the last two seasons, 68, <laughs> 69 before that. So, as you said, you just there you, you know what you're going to get. The only time he's scoring poorly is if minutes come off him, which he's around that 65 to 70-minute <coughs> roll each and every season. So, uh, pretty safe on that front. Mate, anyone else at the Bunnies to touch on? Because I don't probably see a lot of relevance there. Damien Cook... For all the mentioned reasons we just he's coming off essentially a career super coach year. He was outstanding yeah. last season. He's one that I definitely don't see at value early on, and I just think there's better options. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, he could he could
1: do it all again, and if so, he'll come into consideration down the line. But won't be starting with him. Uh, we mentioned Davy Malali before. Mm. Needs some bench front rowers. Yeah, <laughs> he could be one of them.
0: Matty, is there anyone there at the Bunnies that you see playing greater minutes this season? Is Moali one of them uh, looking sort of on the cheapy front?
2: Mo'ali's the big one. Yeah. I think they've done extremely well to not rush him into first grade. He's like, he kind of comes in, maybe plays seven minutes, then he plays 10 minutes, yeah. back to reserve grade, because he's, everyone talks so highly of him. And while we haven't seen him do a lot in first grade, the, the progression has been very slow and they've been very patient and... I think this is the year we see a lot more of him.
0: i tell you yeah. what, so he starts at 234K. If they do with, go with Mamazoulos to replace Havili, that is huge for Davy Moali. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could play an extra 20 minutes. Yeah,
2: 100%. So I think we'll, I, I think he'll play round one. I I don't know, yeah, he would have played round one, probably no matter what, um, Moali, but I think now that Havili's out, he'll. He'll definitely play round one.
0: Mm. Nice. Yeah, big, big watch on Davey Moali and the route Bunnies round one team. It's a side that looked just about locked in 1-17. to 17. All of a sudden, it's like that one injury has could change a lot of different things in there. Guys and girls, uh, if you're ready to tie the knot, you've also worked out you're already tied up by your finances. Say I do to Pat and George helping you fund your dream wedding. Do not be that bloke that makes your missus compromise on her dress, or more importantly, your uncle compromise on how many scoons you can polish off at the ceremony. Patty and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. They can get you the cash quickly to make your special day unforgettable. Even better if a big ceremony isn't your goal. The boys can also make your honeymoon a trip to remember, because it's not a debt to regret. Guys, shoot them a message on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get that sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on our website to get their email, phone contact, QR code if that's easier. All of that. Uh, best of all, Spy, it'll save you $129 bucks uh, on a free consultation.
1: Big bucks. Love it. That's it's actually bad. really good. Like genuinely, that's that's something you look into. Free consultation. It's a free swing really, isn't it? Mm. See what happens.
0: Mate, uh, you, got, you tied the knot a couple of years ago, but... You know, you could have upgraded your your honeymoon with the missus, couldn't you?
1: Oh, mate, don't talk to me about it. I didn't know the boys back then.
0: Yeah, you went to Cooma for it, didn't you? I gave you the recommendation. You said, yep, I'm sold. And you came back and haven't been back since. Went down
1: to Cooma, then went up to the snow. But stayed in Cooma because I couldn't afford the snow. So, yeah. Could have gone to Europe.
0: <laughs> uh, Spy, let's move on to the Brisbane Broncos and our preview of them a really intriguing proposition going into round one because for 20 rounds last year, you would be thinking, all right, there's some elite supercoach potential going into the new year. Uh, then the last five rounds or so, they capitulated, missed the eight, thankfully for the Raiders. Uh, and then this season, this offseason, I should say, has just been all <coughs> over the shop for them. My 1-17, to Reese Walsh, fullback Corey Oates, Selwyn Cobbo on the wings, Herbie Farnworth and uh, Katoni Staggs at centre. I can't even speak about him. Ezra Mahim and Adam Reynolds in the halves. Payne Huss, Tommy Flegler, I'll speak plenty about him, in front row with Paddy Carrigan at lock. Jordan Ricky, <coughs> Kirk Capel in the halves. Billy Walters at nine. Big battle for nine to play out throughout the preseason. A heap of blokes in line there. Corey Pucks at 14. Rest of the bench, Keenan Palisade, Corey Jensen, Marty T'Pow. Uh Let's get into it, mate. Katoni Stags. <laughs> Straight to it. Katoni Staggs. Uh, I... <coughs> You haven't played Supercoach if you haven't been burnt by Katoni Starks at once or twice in the past. I think it sums up that last season, it was about round five or six, he tunned up against the Panthers and Roosters. There were games either side of that against something like the Warriors and Titans where he scored about 30 points. He starts this year at 512k, priced on a 49-point average. The seasons prior to that, averages of 62 and 59 uh where do you sit on katoni in your team i'm, for so, round I'm so
1: tempted <laughs> um you look at those numbers 59 62. you can average 60 again which he could well that's such a good buy. before we
0: get into it first five rounds panthers away cowboys at home dragons at home dolphins away but of course they're playing that at suncorp stadium tigers at home i've got their first five round strength of schedule rated at six out of ten could have easily gone higher so get this Seven of their first ten games this season are at Suncorp Stadium. They're three away games in the first ten rounds. One's at Penrith in round one, brutal. Then they go to the Gold Coast. Then they face Parramatta, Paris home game in Darwin. Like they They're up north <coughs> seven of eight weeks or something like nine that. Nine of ten. <laughs> oh, wow. Darwin obviously NT. but <coughs> So a great draw once you get through Penrith round one. Catoni uh, Stags. And who cares about Penrith? It's Katoni. you
1: will probably lift for that exactly. game more than other games. He, he averages about... F- 38 points, maybe 28 against the Newtown under-14s. <laughs> but He averages about 90 against Penrith. He just loves, hopefully loves that challenge. Just his quotes coming out. You'd, you'd have to believe they're honest where he said he's, he was hurt last year. He's carrying a I shoulder. I mean, we saw the injury. We saw no, the injury and he carried it though. In saying that though, he still had ups and downs before Origin. He, he was did, still yeah. playing well, super coach-wise more than anything. People have a massive guard him all the time and it annoys me a little bit. Like, get, go get the ball, go get the ball. If i'm captain or coach of brisbane i don't want him taking hit ups i want to get him clean early service to take on his center one-on-one that's not his job he's ready to go every set i just want the halves to get him some more ball that's my only question mark of why i wouldn't own him because just yeah. the style of footy they play and i'd have to have a think about reese welsh but tomorrow martin and reynolds they dig into the line it just always goes to cobo when the wingers jam in. That's where Cobber had all the success.
0: And nothing's changed on that edge to suggest otherwise
1: <coughs> this season. Yeah, Reese Walsh comes in. We don't know how him, he'll impact things. I do think it's a pretty low risk play, though, on Katani. Barring yeah. injury, of course. He shouldn't be less than 50 Surely, surely. he's
0: gonna average around to last year with upside. You could even sit him, like I I know it's maybe <coughs> dramatic, but you could even sit him around money at Penrith and just play him from there on out. Yeah. But I um, said he turned up in Penrith last year.
1: Yeah, I think if you're gonna. If you're gonna buy him just just play him but i'm very very tempted it's just those scars of the past particularly for yourself you've been burnt pretty bad i actually haven't i owned him for one of his tons last year early after not starting with him so uh, he's in my good books Yeah, i
0: mean he only he only cost me 45 grand and that that wasn't uh super coach money either um enough uh. tony uh, it's not enough we better speak i'd better speak about yeah him. give us your thoughts um uh Hurts, mate It just hurts I He's not in my team At the moment He probably won't be Big trial watch He's playing in Week one of the trials So we'll get a look At him this That's weekend good. Which is encouraging I just want to see him Get more ball I, I want to see him Proactive in looking For more ball Yes, Adam Reynolds And that edge Need to <coughs> use him better But he just sits there and waits for it waits for it and if it doesn't come to him it's like okay I don't care I'll just he can demand the footy yeah. can he of course he can yeah, mate of course um, A-Ray get me the bloody ball I'll school whoever's in front of me and he will yep. so hopefully will see that and
1: yeah. I tend to agree on what you just said it's probably a free look round one against Penrith Yeah. Are they giving him the ball or not? If they are, just get him in, find yeah. a way.
0: Then go if into not, the soft draw after that. I'll get him in from round two or three if yeah. I need be. But yep. uh, you're right. I do think he is probably a pretty safe pick. But even then, he'll get injured or suspended or something, and then something yep. will go wrong. That's it. Mate, Payne Haas, 662k, a bloke that, you know, initially I was keen on, one of the best front rows in Supercoach. And then... Some off-field incidents, I think, has turned people away from him, a bit worried about uh, where, you know, where the head might be at, a few things going on. At lower ownership, I think, oh, maybe he's not a bad one to start with. He started last sorry last season, averaged 63 points per game. He's In the three seasons prior to that, he averaged 68, 75 and 78. Dude is an adonis when he wants to be, and to be <coughs> fair, not what he wants to be, just about every single game. Last season, he started with an average of 76 across the first seven rounds. I was getting belted about it, mate. You've got to pick him. He's killing you. Went against my uh, approach of, you know, I don't start with premium front rolls because I just don't think they can hurt you in Supercoach. Remaining 14 games of the year, he had one score over 65. I do think he's starting undervalued at 63 points. What do you reckon? Like, I don't mind paying us. Yeah, I think he's a,
1: a smidge undervalued, but he doesn't fit that bill of that front row where I'm trying to save money again. Mm. I just think you can spend money elsewhere to really bolster your squad. Um, It's probably no for me to start, but if you want to lock him in, he'd be pretty safe for you. He does have the upside, but he's been probably trending down a little bit from a super coach perspective after his first two seasons when his minutes were huge. Um, Off-field incident, we have no idea how that's going to affect him. It could fire him up, it could hurt him. Who knows? I think we just watch him and he'd be a nice upgrade target once you get to that round Around seven right or eight or something. Yeah, once some you get some to money with. to work with, but um, I'm happy not to start with him.
0: We've got Christian Welch at 700k <laughs> K to him at also 700k.
1: Well, I wouldn't sell a keeper, but yeah, maybe Yeah,
0: nice. Paddy Carrigan, 654k priced on a 62-point average. He's a bit like Ruben Cotter to me where, <clears throat> all right, he probably doesn't have the upside, but... But he's one bloke who he'll get the minutes because he's so integral to this Brisbane lineup. Particularly, particularly obviously the pack. He'll just build out massive base. I wish he was at front row. If he was at front row, I would nearly go against my front row you know, philosophy and start with two higher-priced blokes <coughs> in him and Reuben Cotter. But at second row, there are blokes with high, far higher ceilings to me. Yeah,
1: just strike rate in terms of try scoring is the big one there, which he probably doesn't have. Um, just on Haas as well. You can get Tarpany for a similar price, Tarpany's upside yeah. is enormous, so if you're going to spend that money it's Tarpany yeah. uh, to start the year. Carrigan, no for me for the reasons you said, but could be in for a good year. I think a lot of the Broncos are a big watch this year, um, that opening month, just to see how they're doing, who's doing what, how they're clicking, um, they could present some opportunities as the season goes on.
0: Tommy Flegler's one at 479k that realistically I'll be having a look at early on but priced on a 46 point average last season in 44 minutes per game just a very good footballer Tommy Flegler and a bit like Welch there's there's that upside of he's got a great offload on him just about every season he scores at a tick over a point per minute so he'd probably have to take the 44 minutes per game to 55 to warrant any consideration But again, like Welch, I just – if he's offloading – not willy-nilly, but offloading a fair bit in the trials, he'll be an early-season watch for me, but I can see people having Tom Flegley and their team by round three. Offloading at will, I believe, is the term you're after, mate. Uh, Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly.
1: Offloading at will, yeah, you're right. Um, Good English. I just don't know why – so my issue is, I've looked at his previous years, and he's always about the same. So yeah. where's the upside come from? Where's the uptick in minutes? Sure, it may happen, but I'm not willing to punt that it yep. will suddenly will. So I won't be starting with him. Mm. He fits the watch criteria nicely.
0: And then, spy, the hooking rotation around cheapies. Blake Moser, highly regarded young hooker at 200k. Tyson Smoothie, 216k. Former Storm player. Gun, I think he may have a queensland cup player of the year last year or something around about that and then corey packs at 275k billy walters is more and you know won't warrant it but if any of them three do get a start probably more so smoothie or Moser. and it looks unlikely at this stage but smoothie killed the broncos trial last weekend uh could come into consideration
1: yeah huge wraps on smoothie so yeah. i tell you what if if he was to start there's a lot of hooking options um at that lower range so yeah someone to watch round Mm. one we'll see just
2: on Moser, he we couldn't figure out why he didn't play he's he had pre-season off-season surgery on his shoulder so so he's not gonna be back to round one so he's not gonna play these trials
0: yeah okay there you go well there's one we can scratch through because they're not gonna pick him straight away from round one are they yeah uh, mate, moving on to the final team of the podcast for this week, the Gold Coast Titans at number one, AJ Brimson wingers, Jojo Fafita and, uh, or oh, Khan Pereira, Olafiana. I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name. Sorry, mate. Centres, Philip Sammy and Aaron Shop, Kieran Foran and Tanaboy, the new halves pairing up there. Mo Awaker, Tino Fusul Malawi at props with Aaron Clark at lock. Sam Verrills at nine. Dave Fafita, <clears throat> Bo Furmore in the second row. Jaden Campbell at 14. Uh, making up the bench with Joe Stimson, Isaac Liu and J- Jamin Jolliffe. I uh, will note that Paddy Herbert and Brian Kelly out to the round three and four each with injury and suspension respectively. So it gives Khan Pereira in cheapy range certainly the first bite of the cherry there, um, first crack at it. <sighs> Let's start with the big one there, Spy, because there's not a heap of Supercoach relevance, but Dave Fafita, who we spoke about in your early team reveal, which I know a lot has changed from that team reveal already. Is Dave Fafita, I think you mentioned he's still in your side at the moment, <coughs> priced on a 65-point average this season? Yeah, he's in. It's that contract thing, that situation. Mm. You just,
1: whether you know it or not, it has to be a massive motivator to say, I need to put my best foot forward here. Um, and you talk about demanding the footy. If you got millions of dollars on the line or hundreds of thousands, you're going to want the footy and you're going to man the footy. He's got Tanner Boyd with him. They're good mates growing up. That'll I like all that stuff combination-wise. I like it a lot, in fact. They should know how to work with each other. Um, I'm just locking him in. And he could be the bloke that gets cut round four when I upgrade my halves. He's got a chance to prove himself for me. So
0: That contract year for Fafida is massive, isn't it? It's I just, huge. Yeah, He's, he's like... You just see. <clears throat> uh, I mentioned the other day he he averaged he averaged eighty five points in twenty twenty one. I think we forget about that because of last year. Last year he had this horrible year for Super Coach and not a great NRL year, <clears throat> and he averaged sixty six points. Yeah. Um. You know, the, there's only upside there in Dave for so I'm happy to lock him in. The uh, draw to start the season, sorry, Tigers Dragons into Storm Cowboys <clears throat> by, but then Dragons Broncos Dolphins. It's a good draw. Um, rounds 3 and 4 are A little bit trickier But particularly rounds 1 and 2 Good So I like him What about
1: Can he get through Lockhart over round 1 mate Probably not can just, the, just cross your fingers Can the
0: Tigers get through it <laughs> uh, AJ Brimson At 673k Jewel Fullback 5-8 So good Such a good footballer Hampered by injuries In the past But 22 games Last season Um <laughs> Uh, Average score 64 last year 61 in 21 And 74 in 2020 Across 9 games Any love Because If the Tigers can turn it on Oof
1: I love him There's a lot of love He was actually my captain In the last game of last year mm. He scored 80 or 90 uh, I won't start with him Because I think Probably can't afford him To be honest mm. With Dewey But He could be a pairing With Dewey at 5'8 uh, Definitely if He goes on. will Take a punt here In the last month of last season, what do you think he averaged? Just throw a number at me.
0: I know it's very good because I wrote about him and spruced him every week for that last (laughs) month. And I know he went nuts in the last two weeks and I didn't jump on him. Um, I think He almost turned up the last two weeks, so I'll say 95. 105. Yeah, shit. It was a pretty easy draw. It was a soft draw. But it was 105
1: and he, he looked so good. So, yeah, he could be a really good pod target as the year goes on. Uh, though he might not be a pub Because I might talk about him every week If he's killing it Yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah um, Yeah you talk about him every <clears throat> week And we see his ownership Absolutely plummet to 0% by round one Reverse psychology Tanner Boyd <laughs> uh, Has really thrown a cat amongst the pigeons Because He's 384k All the word is that he'll be starting At half With Dave Fafita running off him on the right edge Goal kicking half back hooker Early on, I think a lot of people were thinking, let's lock in Cleary and Hines in the halves. And then at Hooker, let's lock in, you know, it might be Cheese and <coughs> Harry Grant. It was probably the early thinking. Tanner, he's made things interesting. Last season, average minutes per game, 53. Average, po- oh, sorry, average 37 points per game. But he gets the crack at, essentially, the spot he was picked at Australian school boys for. And this I think it's his best spot on the field. He's <coughs> halfback. Do you like him?
1: Uh, Straight in, he hasn't left my side and that's actually part of the reason Harry's not in my side because once I decided to pair Cleary and Sammy Walker, Boyd has to be in my side I think for value so it's Cheese and Tanner Boyd up at the hooking position. He averaged 57 points a game in the halves last year. That was in about eight or nine clashes. Yeah. And unless something's changed, I've missed. He's their goal kicker, and he kicked it over 80%. Yeah. Like, what else do you want? I think he's really, really good. He may be in my 17. He may be my coverage for whenever there's a buy. if there's a Penrith or Roosters fella out, Tanner Boyd comes in. That's beautiful. Dual position. Um, got Schuster opposite 5'8", which a lot of people
0: will. Oh, sorry, he's a half scrap what I'm about to say. But he's got dual position. Added mm. flexibility, doesn't hurt yeah he's one that i'm he's not in my side at the moment i do want to see him in the trials see how he performs because there are so many halves there <coughs> waiting to take his spot if he and the titans don't fire early yep. he'll be the first bloke, ch- bloke chopped even if he plays well and they lose games he'll be going straight out of there like every good young halfback so
1: i think just on that as well i'm starting him at hooker worst case now if he gets the chop i can go down to sonny luke yeah and make about 150k True. or something
0: don't a, mind that, don't mind that at all yeah he may <clears throat> find his way into my side guys kuma stallions hosting a 50 year celebration on saturday the 10th of june at the multi-function tenor in kuma what a venue 5 p.m till late they tell me so scoos will be flowing uh if there's any kuma people listening out there mates uh mates of yours parents whoever they might be cats dogs uncles whatever uh blokes like brett white sam williams neil henry <coughs> who come from the cooma stallions mate so 50 year anniversary trying to raise uh, a bit of awareness for that just for anyone who doesn't know it's on tickets can be purchased online via the cooma united Stallions facebook page uh if you're battling and can't work that out and you are this does relate to you the 0.01 of the audience who it does uh just hit us up on instagram or wherever and we'll, uh, we'll sort that out for you it will be a great night out very good you're heading down mate uh, to be confirmed, mate, we've got a fundraiser for the Stallions in two weeks down there in Cooma. There's another one. Uh, nice, absolutely. of Night, Jamal Fogarty coming down, Jackie Williams, NRL stars galore. So I'll be going down to that one. Good stuff. Save me a seat, I'll, I'll come to one of them. You, Bertie. Uh, a few questions to wrap it up, Spy. First one from Brody Copeland. Oh, he's a great <laughs> one for you. Big Angus of the Crichton variety or Sean Lane in the back row? You currently have both so if you had to choose between one of them who would it be i'm so big on Shawnee lane to start
1: the year he's about two percent ownership to just start with sean lane mm. let's see what happens okay. there. i think he could be enormous if Crichton didn't have his early buy i'd say him uh but my my true answer is find a way to get both if you can but i know sean lane's expensive i don't want to talk about him too much because he's a megapod. <laughs> um they're both gonna kill it so Whichever one you want, Broads, or taking both.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and we mentioned before, tough draw to start the year for the Eels. However, Sean Lane, I've gone through the starts in a prior podcast, but very fixture-proof weapon, yep.
1: and he's a fits right that bill as well. If he starts decent but not amazing, he's my downgrade. Yeah, um, for that hard scenario. Options, yeah. So there's plenty of options. You go down to the performing mid Ranger. Mm. I really like like stacking that back row a little bit for that sense.
0: Question from Brett Sims: How does the Warriors? How do the Warriors look? <coughs> uh, they're Backline, line how do they fit uh, so you asked questions Metcalf Tamari Martin CNK spoke to die-hard Warriors fan Anton Posser. good man very good man uh, very vocal on Twitter and spoke to a few others just to nut down there the Warriors starting team for round one it sounds like Chan's at fullback Tamari Martin at six with Sean Johnson at seven uh, there'll be no Metcalf at this stage as far as the pack goes, Final Blake, Mitch Barnett up front, Torhu Harris at lock, Josh Curran, Murata Neakora in the back row, Wade Egan at nine. So there's a lot of word from the coaching staff, from players. They've been the Warriors fans have been piecing this all together. How are they going to line up round one? Mitch Barnett will start at prop before shifting to an edge at some point. Josh Curran would go to lock, Tahu Harris to prop. Tahu Harris and Murata Niacora are going to be the big minute players, whether he's at Prop or if he's at lock, Torhu Harris is going to be the link man, that ball playing lock. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big minutes in the pack, as it stands, near Cora and Torhu Harris. You'd be a little bit wary around Barnett, Josh Curran, and a few other guys like that uh, for now. So again, plenty to play out before round one, but that is the word out of New Zealand camp. Do you hope they have a good year?
1: gotta start well don't we all yeah don't even if like, that tough opening 10 weeks even they can
0: win four of them or something and then they'll get a good run home there's enough talent there mate so good for rugby league yeah a few of those young blokes to fire question from <coughs> jay Entrican, and it's a draft question nrl SuperCoach draft he asked whether to go turbo or Munster when getting third pick in the draft round 26 <coughs> uh is this particular draft league's final uh stevie heavener our draft expert is doing some draft content for us this season. Uh, pre-season he'll be doing. Um, you know, ranks, orders, positional and all sorts of stuff. So that'll be coming soon. Turbo or Munster at third pick? Munster for sure for me. I know not everyone will
1: agree, but when you're playing draft fantasy sports, you essentially you can't trade them if they get hurt. So I always take the bike that's more reliable in terms of proving their fitness. Maybe Tommy's got the potential to average 15 more than Munster, but Munster generally stays on the paddock so for me 100 percent munster i couldn't take tommy up top i, I just I'm, couldn't do it
0: i'm with you mate and a few people have spoken about you know having <coughs> tommy turbo as high as two or three in their draft order and the logic is they they're all looking back to 2021 when you average 140 he could single-handedly win you a draft i'm like well so can a couple of players pretend i shouldn't say a couple of players can he's probably the only one who can single-handedly win it for you mm. But he could also almost single-handedly lose it for that's, you if he's, it. if he's your first-round pick and he goes down in round one. Like, I couldn't take – I wouldn't
1: take him – I wouldn't even take him at nine, probably. I just don't think I could do it. I'd start to think about how, it around that's then. That's harsh, but – Yeah, I'd start to think yeah, about it. But if you've got someone like – if you could get someone who's averaging 75 for you at nine, mm. or Tommy, I don't know. I'm just – I'm pretty big. I've been burnt in the past a few times, NBA as well. Yeah. I'm like just, you need bodies oh, on the paddock God. to win.
0: And that, like – Nathan Cleary is probably a pretty clear number one pick. I've heard people saying two <laughs> and three, and that having him above Tedesco, I'm like, Tedesco for me every day. Look, obviously, it's due to durability. Uh, could be a masterstroke on Tommy Turbo, but it's a, it's a big risk. Latrell, Munster. Like, yeah, no. Nah. <clears throat> Not for me. Mm. Uh, what, what else have you got here? Matty O'Sullivan. Really want to take a punt on Viliami kick hours of pods. Similarly priced to Angus, but doesn't have a buy till round 13. Wasn't someone we touched on in the second row forward, front row forward analysis either. And that would be some break-evens episode. Or are you preferring Gus for the price? What about Villiama kick out at a new what? Will be a super dominant left edge at the Dogs outside Matty Burton. Yeah, I don't hate it. We talk about
1: combinations taking time to gel, but you don't need much combo with big Villiama. You just give him some good footy. Early baller at the line and he does his damage for you. So I don't hate it as a
0: pod play, potentially. It's risky a little bit in a new side, but I don't hate it. I want to see The combination Form first yeah. um, I said he'll Steamroll blokes Regardless Matty Burton Inside him Can only be a good Thing I just wanted to Give it some time For that combination To form And round six, seven, eight Down the track We'll have a look At him And maybe even Just start with Angus And then
1: If you like him, what you see Trade When Angus's Buy comes up Trading over to Villy if you Really want him And
0: he just He killed it At the Panthers In <clears> recent <throat> years And he's still Only been a Solid supercoach scorer So he can't Have done much More for them Let's be real
1: Mm. Maybe plays bigger minutes.
0: I'm not sure, but yeah, it's, it's a It's a Pod play, Maddie Broom. Not, not for me, but it's. I'll see where the heads at. Maddie Broom, uh, Cohen Hess uh, word around Cowboys camp starting on the edge this year. Does he become a viable option? I suppose the value here being that he is available at front row forward. Um, they do have, they do have that. As I said the right at ed- uh, right edge, the the left edge. Uh, Jeremiah Nano on the right, Cohen Hess on the left. 400k. He's cheap. I don't know what his minutes will be. As obviously Highland Lukey's not due back till a little bit further into the competition. Luciano Le Lua got an off-field thing going on as well. What do you reckon on Big Cohen? Oh, he's hard to take, um, yeah. especially with that back row talent.
1: Hess. I even saw something he could be back potentially a little bit earlier. So, who? Um, Lukey. Lukey. Yeah. Which would be awesome. I'm so excited for him, and I hope he comes back well, uh, which he will but i just his minutes would be hard to trust even if he's starting there's so much talent up with the cowboys that's a no for me Mm. and again if he's killing it early sweet you can jump on but it's a big risk yep
0: spy that might do us for today's podcast i think so we'll wrap it up there for uh, our third episode of the season jump back onto youtube apple spotify wherever you listen or watch your podcast listen to our first two episodes uh early spy team reveal week one with plenty of other content week two we went through another four clubs we'll be ticking off the next uh nine clubs in the next two weeks before getting into the nitty-gritty stuff topics each week uh thank you very much mate thanks
1: mate and yeah uh, my updated team reveal coming this week i believe so i'll get that down and some reasoning why and we'll see what the people think
0: beautiful mate uh maddie boy thank you thank you beautiful guys thank you for tuning in cheers